Welcome to Australian Music Podcasts, or AMP for short, produced by Hugh and Rod with Joe and Luke to provide histories and critiques of the first 50 years of Australia's sometimes progressive, other times just peculiar rock and pop music. In the podcast, we discuss a particular stream or genre of music and then also present our own musical tribute as we celebrate on all that's good and very occasionally bad in Australian music. Today's podcast is about Australian country music. And Rod, you and I are both fans, but but it's most interesting this year because one reflects on the television series American Country Music and we can see some parallels with the Australian scene and some of the characters and the timeline um, and in, in the growth of Australian country music paralleling somewhat of that of uh, American country music. Well, we were a bit late to come to the party there, but, but there's certainly a parallel with, the, let's say, the Carter family. Sure. And Slim Dusty and, and Joy McKean and the, the yeah. family and the and the travelling shows. And we're talking about Buddy Williams soon, but, you know, he he toured 11, out of 11 months of the year. Uh, crisscrossing the country. It's just much like the old American country artists. Yeah, so to a certain degree it was a bit like carnies, wasn't it? You know, just driving from town to town, sometimes with carnivals, actually. The tent show. Yeah. yeah. And Jimmy Sharma's boxing trip followed following on behind. Yeah. Well, followed by Buddy Williams or followed <laughs> by Slim yeah, exactly, Dusty or yeah, the McKean yeah. sisters. There's always uh, something to do in Burke. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, and, of course, I've always been very keen to point out about... Uh, the rise of radio as well across America it was syndicated very much, but but even the um, the outback in Australia it got radio from the twenties onwards. So when country music started booming in the thirties and forties, it, it spread around the it's, country it's at the, the music, same time the as it did in the, the cities. Bush. Yeah, exactly. And they I and mean, it wasn't syndicated shows either. They were standalone radio stations, and you know the, the station in Cooma or the station at, right. at Dubbo. You know, at, yeah. um, I guess country music in Australia it, 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 it's certainly influenced by American country, but it sure. also follows a kind of bush ballad tradition. I guess you'd call it the Henry Lawson, Benjamin Patterson, Walsing Matilda, the Wild Colonial Boy. Which True. probably the mu- musically, I guess it comes from a kind of Celtic, Celtic folk tradition. Well, it tradition, does, but, you know? but I mean, and that's bush music, and there's sometimes even at Tamworth, there's a bit of a division in mm. the camps about you know the bush music background, the real country music, yeah, yeah and yeah, the real country yeah. music, and the, and then the country music that was influenced by the radio stations and and the US performers. But what they have in common is they they tell a story. They all tell they all tell a story that's and right. paint a picture of the bush. That's right. There was that expression for country music three chords and the truth and we've updated it, of course because we know four chords so four chords and the truth is that one of the relative minors or something <laughs> <laughs> um, look an early performer let's let's introduce him buddy williams the yodeling jackaroo okay let's have a he listen was to... probably the first so yeah, yeah he was really yeah, wasn't he yeah. it, more so than slim he was a bit before mm. and but lasted to a ripe old age we'll discuss him soon but uh, let's have a listen to this song which is called a cowboy's life is good enough for me I'm going out west where the cactus grows You can have my city clothes Or give me the life that's rough and free I don't want to settle down I don't like the life in town Cowboy's life is good enough for me I'm going out west with the no fear Where they ride the buck and steer The place they call the land of liberty Every time we get our pay, we make whoopee holiday. The cowboy life is good enough for me. All the eight, 
That's uh, that's some epic yodeling there. That's isn't incredible it? yodeling. That's why it was called the yodeling jackaroo. Wow, buddy, buddy, that was that, that's extraordinary stuff. And, and the yodeling's a fascinating thing. I mean, Buddy Buddy Williams is obviously very influenced by Jimmy Rogers. You know the sure the, the singing brakeman mm. and. Um, but and the, he, 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 he was influenced by the singing cowboy genre. Singing cowboy genre, yeah. And yeah. Buddy William, uh, uh, Buddy Williams, kind of copied um, blues yodel. I think was the song. Was it? it was Jimmy Rogers. But yodeling's an interesting thing. It's an Austrian Tyrolean uh, tradition brought brought to America by German and Austrian immigrants. <laughs> you know, and suddenly yes. found its way into. In the country music, you know. How? I can't yodel. I can't yodel. Don't, don't ask me to try. No. Well, it's just German country people. Like, well, Austrian country people. <laughs> Schlager. <laughs> Goodness gracious. No, it, that's quite an effort by Buddy. Um, look, he was uh, uh, actually born in Sydney. And I guess at some stage you would have gone up through Barrowville to Taylor's arm. Yep, yep. And, the, and this person we're going to hear next probably heard him and I'm sure he was influenced by him in some way. Well... David Kirkpatrick or Slim Dusty did the same trips just a little bit later. And, of course, the woman he was going to marry, Joy McKean, later wrote this song in the 70s. And it was about the touring process when, when Joy, even if Slim was asleep beside her or another member of the family in the back seat, Joy would often be driving. And she'd think about, see the lights on the hill, which are the other cars or trucks coming towards her as they travelled from town to town. He loved a trucking song, didn't he, Slim? You know? Well, yeah. of course he loved a truck and song. Gee, they, you had to get to the next town, didn't you? It, I mean, right. different for yeah. you. Know, all you guys on rock and roll had to do the same thing. And the truckies loved him as well. You know? Yeah. 100 yeah. albums, 100 albums throughout his career. I think he was working on his 103rd album when he died Fantastic. Or, or something like that. Both these artists, you know, are from the EMI label, Buddy Williams and Slim, shows how great EMI was. Later, Festival came into the picture very well. In fact, well in fact the Regal Zonophone label figures very prominently in this. We'll talk about that later, but, okay. but let's, let's for now, let's listen to, listen to Slim. Lights, Lights on, on the, the Hill. Oh, yeah. It's a long straight road and the engine is deep. I can't help thinking of a good night's sleep And the long, long roads of my life are a-calling me These rough old hands are a-glued to the wheel My eyes full of sand from the way they feel And the lights coming over the hill are a-blinding me It's a long, tough haul from a way down south a man's gotta find a little bread for his mouth And a home for a girl as sweet as my honey can be So it's down through the gears she's a-starting to pull The gauge on the tank is a-showing near full And the lights coming over the hill are a-blinding me Well, you know, it's quite a song. It's a beautiful song. Yeah. Simple. Three, three chords and the truth. Again. That's right. Um, and how the hell, you know, they covered those huge distances and stayed awake at night and got up the next morning and put up their tents and only mm. something about the United States, which is the same size as Australia, all this travelling from town to town. That's right. Yeah, they loved it. Somebody, um, I think... We I'll move on a few years now. Um, Jean Stafford. Well, Jean Stafford. you know, she's still with us. She's still with us. Sorry, Jean, I'm not trying to make you sound real old there, but she's like a country queen... That was brought up in the hills of the Appalachians well, and finally made it to Nashville. Uh, except it all happened in Australia. It happened. In, it happened in Tasmania, up up near Deloraine, northern Tasmania. And and that, I mean, it's a country. It's a country story, if ever there was one. She was brought up in a one-room shack with the stepfather and mother and six cousins, 
It's incredible. It's yeah, a, I mean, you couldn't write a better country singer story. That's right. It's coal, coal miner's daughter all over again. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. <laughs> it's, it, it's as if somehow her story was fabricated to, to, to be along the American lines of, 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 all, of all the American country stars. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But in fact, it's just true, and that's why she's always been regarded as the, the true, genuine article of Australian country oh, yeah, music. She's wonderful. And the song we're about to hear is, is, is actually very reflective of the American country scene because in the 70s and 80s, they used a lot of steel guitar and okay. a lot of strings in the thing, and it's a, it's a tearjerker as well. I'd just like to plant one more seed of information, is that I feel Gene might be so genuine, there is talk that she actually has a bit of Navajo Indian in her. Oh, Would yeah, you believe really? that? Wow. So we'll check that and get back to you and correct it, uh, if, if that's not true. But I believe that to be true, a bit of Navajo. You can hear it in her voice. Incredible. I just checked my notes. She was born to a Navajo father, and she didn't know he was a Navajo um, until many, many decades later. Wow. But she was born in Tasmania to, 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 to a Navajo father and um, Tasmanian mother. Um, an interesting reflection, that beautiful recording. I mean, she's well known by American country artists. Tom T. Hall describes that as her signature tune. Yeah, yeah she's, she's known all around the world. And it's got yeah. that lovely combination that you were referring to. Just a combination of pedal steel guitar and strings. It's just... Um, yes, it's well, just... strings is a phenomenon in country music, and, and especially from, I'd say, the 70s onwards. Particularly in the 70s and 80s, they, they loved a nice string arrangement. You know, like, think back to George Jones, that famous song, That's uh, right. He Stopped Loving Her Today, which... Yeah. And, 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 of course, it had to be in the big studios. To get the strings mm. in, you had to be at festival studios or, or EMI studios or sometimes uh, Armstrong Studios in Melbourne yes. or the big TV studios yeah. even of Channel 9, you know, because otherwise you couldn't fit the orchestras or the strings. A huge in. orchestra, which obviously it was on there. Yeah, yeah but it great. happened in Nashville. You yeah. had to get bigger studios mm. for, for, to, to fit the string sections in as well. So strings were starting to become a part of Australian country music as well. And there you go, Gene Stafford. What a what an absolute goddess of a, of American, sorry, Australian country music. Incredible. You're listening to AMP Australian Music Podcasts. Jimmy Little is next up. Wow. And um, 
the he, great the great Jimmy. He had a huge career, really, just spanning like a, yeah. a, a, a quite popular in the sixties. And fortunately then, for Otkus, yeah, I mean, he he was the festival records man, yes. whereas the others were on EMI. Mm. And uh, Jimmy, you know, everybody knows to be the most beautiful man and and, yeah. and, and lovely singer, but a, but a, but a, t- a talented theatrical man as well. He was he was a showman. That's right, and he was in a few movies as well. You know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and and of course, religiously, yeah. he yeah. loved his gospel music. He did. Yeah. Some of his yeah. repertoire wasn't yeah. unlike Elvis's. Yeah. You know, quieter repertoire. He was a lo- he was a lovely guy. Look, when when I when I was twelve, I got a pound for Christmas. And I bought two records, and one of them was Royal Telephone, which, oh, which we hear soon. And years later, I was on a package tour in you know, 2005, and, I, and um, Jimmy was on the tour, and he sat next to me on the bus, and he says, oh, I, love you. I love your rock and roll piano playing, my And I told him the story about the record, and he goes, how old were you again? I said, oh, I was about 11 or 12. And he goes, 11, 11 and 12-year-old boys made that song a hit. That was the demographic that brought it. It was a beautiful story. You know? Of course, it's a Burl Ives mm. song. It's a Burl Ives song, yeah. 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 Well, it's a, that's a, it's a lovely story, and it reflects... You know, not just how beautiful you are, Rod, but how beautiful a man. Um, oh, too kind, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how beautiful a man um, Jimmy Little was, and what a success he was for Festival Records. So let's have a listen to Royal Telephone. <laughs> I think Royal Telephone was recorded at festival, one of the festival studios, certainly not the, the big one we had it along the road at Piermont, but an earlier one. The in-house producer, there were several in-house producers. Uh, this one was most probably Robert Iredale. Mm-hmm. Later there was Pat Altman and uh, Martin Erdman, of course. Yep. Uh, but I think back in the 60s, most probably Robert Iredale. So it's a pretty good arrangement, isn't it? An arrangement by Tommy Tico, was it? Yeah, yeah I think yeah, Tommy yeah. Tico's it was mentioned, yeah. and it's a really nice bit of... You know, it, it, the orchestra's going. It's it is, very yeah. early for Australian pop music to get a, an in-tune orchestra a, a very working sound, really yeah. well. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So I don't know about the Burl Ives version, but the Jimmy Little version, yeah, it's, it's really good. It was a big hit. Yeah, and Jimmy's legacy, you know, continued on with uh, him up, you know, doing some nice versions of... Um, some lesser-known Australian pop songs, and I know that you, comeback, and, you, and, you yeah. and you and you enjoyed your time, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I, I enjoyed playing with Jimmy, and he um, he, had, he did make a bit of a comeback with the Messenger album, but I don't think that was prominent in his musical history when he played. He never, he hardly no. ever did any of those songs. He just no. did the did the, the good old country favourites, really, yeah. which he loved. I think it was a nice experience for the mm. songwriters and musicians, nonetheless. Yeah, true. And um, we'll leave it at that. Um, well, okay, now. I was about to announce this song as I Will Survive, but in fact, Rod, it's... Uh, <laughs> it's actually Born to Survive. Born to Survive. By Troy Casadaly. <laughs> I mean, he's he's won 37 ARIA awards. He's won Country Music Association awards. He's in the Country Music Hall of Fame. He's had 10, 10 sort of really good albums over, over a career. As... <laughs> 
as we've seen from lots of American artists from Johnny Cash through, you know, maybe it happened in the Australian scene. I certainly know one or two that I would want to come across sometimes in the Australian scene. Um, you know, not everybody's always that pleasant. You know, it's, it's, it's the music industry is divisive sometimes and the country, country music industry is no different, let's say that. But Troy's one of the nice guys... And, and, and like another guy we're going to talk about later, he's a bloody good musician. Yes, he is. And he's written some great songs. They've, you know, good, good country songs in the, in the kind of Nashville tradition. They tell yeah. a story. And... He's a wonderful communicator um, about the indigenous aspects of his upbringing and family. But he's a bloody great music communicator as well. He's, he's great on TV. He's great in concert. And uh, as you noted, his, his, the results for him in the Tamworth Music Awards are really... Really, something. So let's have <laughs> let's have a listen to Born, Born to, Survive. to Survive. Thank you. There's an old John Deere underneath the tree, five hundred acres, my dad and me. Work this land until we hurt Trying to make a living out of plain old dirt Really never said nothing when Mama left Just kept his feelings to himself His pride was hurt, his heart was broke Sits and he rolls another smoke says Son, this is all I know And I guess it goes to show He said we were born to survive Rod, living in um, Sydney, as we do, there's a guy that we can't escape from the inner city over the last couple of decades. Well, it's been around since the early 80s, in fact, and it's yeah. um, it's moving away from the mainstream to what you would call kind of alt-country, I suppose. You yeah, know? sure, and and sometimes not even country. He was a you know, bit punky in his early days. Well, he was, not of course, we're talking We should about, give him a name, of course. We're, we're talking about John Kennedy That's and right. his first band when he was a punk man, because his name is actually John Francis Kennedy. His first band was JFK and the Cuban, the Crisis, Cuban Crisis, who were a big in the Civic Hotel in 1980 and, mm. and kind of a punk man. But later on, he moved into a bit of, kind of obviously influenced by Burrito Brothers and thing, band bands like that, and a bit of like really nice alt country. Yeah, sort of he's a bit of a, been a bit of an urban poet. Well, I think he calls it urban and western, his music. Ah. Yeah. Well, there you go. And he, and he did that wonderful song, Miracle at Marrickville. Miracle in the Marrickville, and the one yeah. about King Street, the King of King Street. Yeah, and, um, and he is the king of King Street. And he is, and he's the king of Marrickville. And what we're going to hear today, though, is a song which does kind of name-check lots of Australian locations throughout Queensland and the Northern Territory and everywhere, and it's called A Big Country. John Kennedy's Love Gone Wrong. It's a big, big country, but it's a small, small world. Well, it's a but it's a small, small world I've run right out of small towns Trying to find another girl I guess that I'll keep moving I've got nothing else to do But I live in hope That someday I'll meet up with you 
I went up north to grab the trucks just to get you off my mind. Each morning I got loaded, each evening I got blind. It took some time to realize, it took some time to see. I couldn't travel far enough to lose that memory. Well, it's a big, big country, but it's a small, small world. I've run right out of small towns trying to find another girl. I guess that I'll keep moving, I've got nothing else to do. But I live in hope that someday I'll be done. You're listening to Australian Music Podcasts with Rod and Hugh. Becky Cole's a pretty bloody good musician and singer, but she had this outstanding hit in recent years. It... it how do I describe it? N- novelty? Well, I guess it's a novelty. I mean, there's always been a bit of humour in country music, you know, and this is... Uh, and the song's wisdom. called Lioness. It's, oh, it's, it's wisdom. A, it's, wisdom and humour. And it's just, um, you know, like Vicky Coles is a wild girl and this is what happens when she goes out on her own. It's quite, it's quite an amusing song. It's quite moving in a funny kind of way. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a, a, a bit of a genre I see emerging, you know, as, as music separates and goes into its tribes and I, I kind of like the idea of suburban and country and this is I think this is what Becky's trying to do here it, it, it's touch everybody in the city and in the suburbs yeah. um, with, with, with her infectious style of country music and storytelling yeah I like it let's have, let's have listened to Lioness by Becky Cole did I say storytelling Dear. let's just call it songwriting <laughs> song telling <laughs> through the shopping mall my head was down and I was on the go when a girl faking her friendliness held out her hand and said now do you know you can save the planet with your credit card and payments once a week she touched my arm and called me gorgeous now I'm sponsoring a school in Mozambique Look what happens when I go out on my own Without you beside me All my wisdom is suspended I shouldn't be left unattended Look what happens when you're not holding my hand And you're not there to guide me through I get blurry on the lines And I'm a scaredy cat sometimes But I'm a lioness Rod, that phrase suburban and country for Becky also lends us to think of this the other bloke, and he certainly his surname is urban and is urban and country music very much. You know, he's on the pop charts these days. You know, Keith Urban was always part of the Australian music scene. Very around. prominent now growing up, uh, you know, during the nineties in the in the same recording studios and groups of musos that we knew. One of the best guitarists Australia has ever seen. He's he's Nobody knows. He's, I mean, not many people outside the industry know. He's just the most extraordinary guitarist. He's a very talented guy. And he's probably our most successful country music export, really. Sure. Urban. Well, I, I, you've got this song. I, I didn't know about the songwriters. Tell, this tell song's us. Um, called But For The Grace Of God. It was his first number one in the States. And it was written by um, uh, Charlotte Coffey and Jane Wheeldon from the Go Go's. Remember the Go Go's from the, yeah. the, you know, sitting up the back of the bus. The, yeah, the yeah. Go-Go's. Alex the Seal. Yeah. 
<laughs> the yeah. A great Monda Green that is. That's right. And um, anyway, the song is song is here it is, but for the grace of God. Here we go. So the, one of the great urban and country musicians from Australia, and of course now married to Al Nicole as well. I know he's from New Zealand, but anyway, because he's a success, he's from Australia. Keith Urban. I can hear the neighbors, they're arguing again And there hasn't been peace on our street since who knows when I don't mean to listen in, but the shouting is so loud Turn up the radio to drown it out And silently I say a little prayer But for the grace of God do I I must have been born a lucky guy Heaven only For our own little uh, country tribute song today in the studio, um, it, it's, a, it's a bit of a sad song. A, a, a country music, they often say, is three chords and the truth. Well, this time this is the truth. This is about some of our friends we've lost over the years who are musicians um, and, and, and dear friends. Uh, so it's therefore, it's a bit mawkish. It's a, it's a, it's a bit of a miserable song. Um, uh, anyway, we've recorded it and... Uh, it, Went for ages. We've cut it back to about two minutes fifty, um, and it's called Hotel Commodore. Hotel Commodore, kind of you'll figure it out, but kind of where some of the less fortunate people we know sometimes end up sleeping. We all found out too late 
Thanks for listening to this episode of AMP, Australian Music Podcasts. Our main sources for these special AMP podcasts are essentially our fading memories and quite erratic music industry experiences. But there's always invaluable material from writers such as David Nichols, Ian McFarlane, Glenn A. Baker, Anthony O'Grady and the Miles Ago website.